came with my troubles Too heavy to hold Too wide for the shoulders All alone Hey y'all, this is Kree from RecoverySpeakers.com and we're speaking with Duke. How are you doing today, Duke? I'm great, Chrissy. Thanks for asking. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, so, Duke, tell us a little bit about um, your uh, nonprofit, Sober AF sure. Entertainment. Sober AF Entertainment is a <laughs> 501c3. We've been around for a little over a year and a half. <clears throat> Our first event was June 1st of nine, uh, 2018, so we're about 18 months old. We have hosted 55 events. By the end of this year, we'll have hosted 60 events, and we create safe spaces and fun places. So we're yeah. a pretty new nonprofit, mm-hmm. and we are out there using our nonprofit status to purchase different tickets to set up a sober safe section inside uh, different venues, so music festivals, concerts, sporting events. And then we throw a sober tailgate beforehand to build community. Fantastic. I, I absolutely love concepts because I think there's a, you know, a lot of people think when they're coming into recovery that they're not going to have any fun anymore. Like the fun is over. I think it's probably our number one barrier of yes. people risk getting sober is this idea that sober sucks. Right. And that party is the fun word. Yet party kills 70,000 kids every year with drug overdose mm-hmm. and another 88,000 with alcohol uh, abuse. Right. So and I think, how um, do we mm-hmm. change that? Right. And I think and that's where we got our names. Right. Go ahead. Say, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say uh, I've caught a lot of grief about our name being called Sober AF Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And I just tell people, I think you got the wrong focus. First off, AF can mean a lot of things. It can mean and fund or alcohol free, mm-hmm. uh, or it can mean what we know it means. And <laughs> how do we change this stigma of sober being the bad word? And right. that's why we came up with this name with the thinking if it was called sober entertainment, nobody would show up. Right. So. What we've learned is our tailgates have to be just as much, if not better, and bigger than everybody else's. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, so, I had the pleasure of visiting, and I, it was so much fun. Well, I'm so glad you came. It, <laughs> it really, it's hard to explain until you come to it. It is. It is. And and I think the fact that, you know, um, it was just something fun to do. I, I had never been to Alabama, so that was great. Um, you know, there was just I got to check off a lot of my boxes. You know, um, so I've Chrissy never even been to a tailgate. The Iron Bowl. <laughs> so she drove from Atlanta all the way to Auburn, Alabama, yeah. for the Alabama Auburn football game, and we hosted a sober tailgate right outside the stadium. And we had a big screen TV, we had a bunch of non-alcoholic drinks, we had a tent, chairs, and uh, we had uh, barbecue. So it was a good sober time, mm-hmm. um, surrounded by a bunch of other non-sober tailgates. But, uh, we had a, a bunch of kids come from different treatment centers, and we had a couple of treatment centers sponsor the food. Um, 
at certain events, we're able to get discounted seats, but that was such a high demand game. We couldn't get any discounted seats. So we just hosted the tailgate two and a half hours before the game, during the game, and then an hour after the game. So it yeah. was uh, set up for um, anyone who wanted to go have some fun and didn't have a ticket. And what a game that was. And it was the craziest game of the <laughs> Absolutely, by far. It was incredible. <laughs> so there um, was this great moment that I caught on yeah. video, if you go website, yeah. um, where there is an interception return for a touchdown over 100 yards long. And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, one tailgate filled with Alabama fans, you know, feeling super <laughs> depressed and screaming at the TV. <laughs> There's another tailgate filled with Auburn fans going crazy that this <laughs> game just turned around. Um, so it was uh, it was fun. My sister was with me, and she's an Alabama fan, so I caught her pouting a little bit. Um, <laughs> but it just kind of proves what we're trying to capture, right? Right. Sobriety is fun, and you can do it. It's a little different, but you can do it just about anywhere. Right, and I have this theory that, you know, you could probably point out the problem is the person who's going to have maybe the biggest problem with alcohol, you know, early on, because they're usually kind of the life of the party. I know that was me. So um, if we're all the life of the party and we're clean and we're sober, I mean, we're still going to have a good time. Yeah, if it's boring, I'm not going (laughs) to do it. Right, right. That's sobriety. If sobriety is boring. I'm not going to do it. So right, I, and I've uh, I've had more fun in my sobriety than I've ever had in my life. You know, plus I get to the you know the pleasure of remembering it in the morning, um, which is a, a bonus. Big bonus. You're not waking up in jail. <laughs> right. Nobody's mad at you. You're not missing your wallet or finding receipts in your pocket of you know I removed three hundred dollars from the ATM. And I don't know what happened to that money. Right. Exactly. So life is But it was so important for you to come. Thank you so much for driving all that way. I so appreciated it. It was such it was so my pleasure. I had an amazing time. It was incredible. I loved it. Um but what uh you know, what inspired you to start this nonprofit? So a year and a half ago, um uh, kind of the catalyst was my daughter texting me from a venue here in Colorado saying she didn't feel safe. Uh, All of the friends that she went to this concert with were on ecstasy and she wanted to take an Uber home. And I was just really concerned. My daughter at the time was 20. My son was 17. And I'm at the time I was 29 years sober and I'm 30 years sober now. And I know a big part of my sobriety was, you know, figuring out ways to have fun, but be, you know, safe and be and sober. And mm-hmm. my kids don't technically need recovery, but they need to be protected from, you know, fentanyl-laced uh, cocaine. And uh, I, we just know so many people who um, have died in the last couple of years. Um mm-hmm. And none of them were looking to overdose and die, right? They all were looking right. to have fun. And um, and I was petrified that I was going to get that call that my kids mm-hmm. had done drugs and had died. So I thought, why don't we do something now? And we jumped on this idea and we hosted a sober tailgate outside a bass nectar concert. And then we did something at Red Rock, Big Head Todd and the Monster, another sober tailgate. 
And then we did a sober night at the Rockies. So the Colorado Rockies is our um, professional baseball team. Mm-hmm. And within like six or seven days, we sold 210 tickets. Wow. So that's when I thought, you know what? We know there's a need, but is there mm-hmm. a want? Right? Right. And so we've, you know, done both concerts and sporting events. We've been fortunate enough that we've kind of morphed into sober support tables or sober support tents at music festivals. Mm-hmm. So that has been a need that some of the uh, promoters want at different music festivals. Um, and there's other nonprofits that are out there following either certain bands um, or certain uh, some of the bigger music festivals. I would say like right. the top 15 or 20 music festivals have already some amazing sober support, mm-hmm. um, you know, sober camping and a sober tent inside that will host meetings. Um, so we're more the sober support tailgate before the event grab a sober wingman or sober wing woman and go into the event. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if it's a smaller music festival, there's 850 music festivals in 2018. So right. there's a lot of them. And um, I, uh, I'm fortunate to say that we've got a couple lined up. Uh, the 30th and 31st, there's a big uh, DJ music festival here in Denver called Decadence. Mm-hmm. Um, in Aspen at the end of January, there is X Games. Uh, earlier this year, we did New West Fest and Polo Fest. Um, so we're uh, trying to build an army of volunteers who will be able to uh, work at like a two-man table and we'll have different shifts. So um, at Decadence, we'll have six volunteers per night and... Basically, you work for two hours, and then you go enjoy the concert the other the best of time, and we just kind of rotate through that block, that time block. Fantastic. Is there a way that um, people in recovery can sign up to be volunteers? So, yeah, there's a couple ways, but we also have a do-it-yourself component where you can host your own sober tailgate in your area, and we will promote it. So if you wanted to do a sporting event or a concert um, or if you wanted to reach out to the music festival yourself and say, hey, we would love to set up a sober support table inside the venue, mm-hmm. um, you know, feel free to do that. And you can put it on our uh, website under the do-it-yourself component. Um, or secondly, if you're not comfortable doing that, you're just looking to volunteer on our website, which is soberafe.com there is a spot for volunteers. Awesome. So we would love people to go in and volunteer and help us build up that uh, army of sober support for people because we know, you know, early sobriety is super awkward and people need to kind of push through that 10 minutes of awkwardness. Mm -hmm. So what we've learned is like, you know, you need a big screen TV or wiffle ball or cornhole or Mm -hmm. you need something for people to be able to kind of bond right away. Right. Absolutely. Um, I I equate like being new in recovery. It's like the first day of school at a new school. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And everybody's starting friends. (laughs) Like, great. (laughs) Yes. 
say, I am leaving here in 30 seconds unless this gets better right away. <laughs> I will give this one whole minute. <laughs> right. Get good. And I'm out of here. Yeah. So, Luckily, you know, there's usually somebody, somebody in the rooms, you know, who will just go up to you and just like, hey, <laughs> you're new. <laughs> well, we are looking to add like a trailer that we can pull up with and just pull out like a big screen TV and have right. some Nintendo Wii or, um, and obviously uh, have the game on. And um, we've used a uh, company called Tailgate Guys at about 10 events per year. Mm-hmm. And they set up the big screen TV. They'll have Dish Network set up. They'll have the tent. We can use them for food or we can bring our own food. So we use them um, in L.A. for USC, UCLA. We use them at uh, Georgia, Florida in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we used them in uh, the Iron Bowl, the Alabama-Auburn game. Um, we use them in Maryland for Penn State, Maryland. Um, we use them in Ann Arbor, Michigan uh, for the Notre Dame, Michigan game. So we just fly in and everything is pretty much already set up. Unless we want, you know, somebody else to sponsor food or for us to grab food. Mm-hmm. It's so, so easy. It, How easy is that? So easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's nice. Um, and is there, um, do you have your website and your Facebook page? Is there any other way that people can reach you? I see what y'all thank are you up for mentioning to? the Facebook page. Yeah, mm-hmm. really, the Facebook page is the majority of our promotion. Right. <clears throat> so the website is more you go in, you click on calendar, you click on the date, and you can typically purchase tickets. So that is... Like, we have a DU hockey game on Friday the 13th of December. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously mm-hmm. have the Decadence, but we've already got uh, the Music Festival here in Denver. We already have volunteers for that. But on New Year's Eve, we do have a Colorado Avalanche uh, sober night. So New Year's Eve, from 4 to 6, they gave us a boardroom. And we'll be in a club-level boardroom, really nice, for two hours before the game from 4 to 6. And then oh, from nice. six to eight thirty is game, and we got half off tickets to the Avalanche versus the Jets. They're playing the Winnipeg Jets. Wow! And then there's fireworks inside the stadium afterwards. So twenty three bucks for New Year's Eve is a pretty cheap date. Absolutely. So kind of getting back to your point is like, you know, we are a newer nonprofit kind of making some pivots along the way and really trying to figure out what 2020 is going to look like. Right. Um, This year we really made a point in the fall to get out coast to coast and see if we can kind of expand the idea to see where the need and want really is. Mm -hmm. And I think people are getting more and more comfortable with us. It was our second year working um, with certain universities. Um, so it really feels like there's a need at the colleges to really kind of build some type of sober support for people who want it. Right. So yeah. we had a full college game day tour this fall, and we'll do that again next fall. Um, we're really in Colorado applying for some grants that would allow us to do more sober support in some rural areas. Mm-hmm. So we might actually do like a rodeo and 
looking to support a couple of music festivals up in the mountains. Fantastic. Um, and then, yeah, and then kind of build on that. And is there a way um, that people can donate? One of my favorite questions. <laughs> I thought it was really good at this area, and I am not. Oh. But uh, we have a donation button on the website, which is okay. soberafe.com. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we're a 501c3, so that will be some type of tax deduction. I am right. not a CPA. <laughs> So Does it give you a receipt your when you donate? Yeah. So you Perfect. will get an That's email from us uh, with our uh, tax ID number. Fantastic. Um, really excited about that. Um, so thank you for asking. We just did uh, the Giving Tuesday, and that was uh, a $15,000 raise that we had. And then Facebook was is going to match a portion of it kind of wow. based on uh, when people put the money in. So. It was a very touching moment. Um, just, uh, you know, people believing in a crazy idea, nonprofit that is not out there nationally or mm-hmm. anywhere. So, um, you know, we feel really blessed that people are kind of believing in us and we're really building another layer of support right. for kids who. And we really don't have an age requirement. We really don't have a sobriety requirement. Mm-hmm. We just ask that people are sober for the event. Right. Um, and it's a super inclusive. Um, so we're really um, open to any and all. And um, I think we all kind of understand that this is, you know, a, a, a new generation growing up. Mm-hmm. Some of them need sobriety and some of them are just choosing it. And we want to be kind of the uh, face and voice and landing page for both communities. I love it. You know, I can't even tell you how necessary I think this all is, you know, um, because I don't think people realize, you know, um, the impact that you're really making. I mean, recovery is becoming life and death to more than just, you know, the junkie with the needle in his arm. It's it's life and death to every everyone now, you know, right. who who decides to do anything. I mean, I've lost several friends to alcohol. I've lost several friends, you know, to drug abuse. Um, So it's just so necessary. And fun and recovery is important. Fun in life is important and appreciating life and um, living it. You know, we don't want to get clean and, you know, um, just be in 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 a padded room with tissues all the time, you know woe is me about my life. No, we want to get out and have fun and meet people and go and enjoy. Well, and I, I so thank you enough you for having that. us. Yeah. Yeah, that's really it. It's like, how do we find, how do we build this community? Mm-hmm. And there is, I think, a misunderstanding with anonymity in the 12-step community that it is a secret society. Right. And we are a nonprofit not affiliated with any 12-step community. So mm-hmm. we are allowed to promote and really get the word out to the, you know, 33-year-old soccer mom who has quit drinking just because she aged out of it. We're also reaching right. out to anyone who is in a recovery community and wants to come out. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, we just ask that people are sober during the event and, we want to be their community. We want that connection. We want them to feel that when they come to our events. 
Fantastic. Well, I certainly did. I felt like family when I left. Um, you know, you and your sister were so welcoming. It, it was just very comfortable, and I, I had an awesome time. Yeah, we had a lot of food left and <laughs> a crazy game. It was such perfect weather. I have just come Oh, my God. Any time that we're someplace, and it's in the 70s, and um, wow. everyone's having a good time. It was you know, beautiful. It was just uh, we were in Jacksonville two weeks before, and that's known as the world's largest outdoor, outdoor cocktail party. Right. And, um, it was a lot of mayhem around us. Mm-hmm. We had this kind of great uh, safe enclave for these kids, and everyone you know, really appreciated it and had a good time. And, you know, you look around, and typically it's, you know, people who are, you know, newer in sobriety, their first year. Uh, maybe first 90 days, and their mind is being blown that this mm-hmm. is out there. Right. And they just can't believe that, you know, they feel like they're cheating. Like, I'm allowed to have this much fun and be sober. <laughs> and, uh, that's yeah. who we're looking for. We are looking for a kid who just needs another layer of support to help right. him stay sober. And, you know, we believe that, uh, you know, this is, it'll catch on. The longer you're mm-hmm. sober, the more likely it's kind of to to catch and uh, and that's really I think where we're trying to help build is mm-hmm. you know it's not a detox it's not you know residential treatment it is after treatment when you're kind of back home back in your world and right. you know you can recover together you can bring family you can bring friends um, open to any and all Awesome. And, you know, it's so important that that fun aspect, you know, I remember the first time I had like a deep, deep belly laugh in recovery. That was the first time I thought to myself, well, hey, I can do this. Right. You know, it, it, and it was, I, I laughed probably like that in like five years and laughing is my favorite thing to do. And, right. you know, that, that moment, I remember that moment so distinctly. I don't remember what made me laugh. I remember the laugh and I remember the feeling. And it was new. And I said to myself, I was like, yeah, this is something. I can do this. So right, You're like, wait a minute. I would laugh like this in a long time. <laughs> I know. I, don't, I didn't even know I could laugh like this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it makes sense, right? It gets the endorphins going. Right. And the dopamine. And, yeah. um, you know, but kind of that's the way it's supposed to work. Beautiful. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> so 2020 will be an interesting year for us. We hope to see mm-hmm. you. Um, the final four is in Atlanta this this uh, coming uh, end of March, beginning of April. So we will be in touch regarding that. Beautiful. Um, we are based in Colorado. So of the um, 30 plus events, probably 20 plus are here in Colorado. But we're looking to add more, and we want 2020 to be our year of Project 72. We want to host or have our community host a total of 72 sober tailgates to honor the 72,000 people who passed away in 2017 drug overdose. So that is our mission. So ideally, um, anyone anywhere can host their own event. Mm Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So well, we I, any have, way I can help, let me know. I'm. I love 
your organization. I love what you stand for, and um, any way I can help, I'm so happy to do that. Awesome. Well, I think uh, we are going to figure that part out. I think 2020 yeah. will be a big year for that. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously will be back in your neighborhood for the fall. Um, we were in Athens, Georgia, and Alabama, so we'll um, let you know what 2020 looks like uh, for the college, Silver College Game Day Tour. Beautiful. Uh, but the flip side is we're trying to figure out what the summer looks like. So um, if you have ideas and you would like us to come to your area, please reach out to me, um, website soberafe.com, and we will get back to you. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Duke. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. Um, and is there anything else that you wanted to add? I would just say, Christy, you are a rock star. So thank you so <laughs> much for uh, being willing to put us on and help promote us. And I just love it when somebody gets what we're trying to do. So, right. um, you know, it is no fun battling uh, drug abuse and alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the CDC says there's 23 and a half million people in recovery from drug abuse or alcohol abuse, mm-hmm. and we just want to help find those people and um, build a community based on that. Beautiful. Absolutely. We need you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. shockingly, it's not quite out there yet, mm-hmm. and um, with your help, uh, and your community's help, we're going to build it and do it, and um, you know, see what uh, see what this you can bring. Absolutely, I can't wait to see. Yeah, well, um, I, yeah. <laughs> you've been an early adapter and coming all the way to uh, Auburn, Alabama, for the game. You are so welcome. Anytime you need me, I'll be there. <laughs> okay, I will right, we'll see you at New Year's then. Okay. <laughs> New Year's Denver. To Colorado, yeah. Right. <laughs> that shouldn't be hard. All right, y'all. Well, that's the show today. Um, and just remember, you can um, find Duke at Sober AF Entertainment on Facebook. Please like and share the page. Uh, we always need support. Um, Amen. So thank you, Duke. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Duke, so much. And um, many blessings to you, I'm sure, are coming. But... You know, I'll keep you in my my thoughts. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>